I was expecting Sam Kennison. When I see you, I taste what other men had for lunch! Or whatever it was. Anyway, welcome to the Blackcast. Christian Blatt on Twitter, Christian DMZ. Joined by Coltrane on Twitter at Coltrane Leaks. Yes! Captain EO on Twitter at Jeff Duray. And what in the hell is going on here? On assignment again? Do you think that Agent Starling, a.k.a. on Twitter, Will Starling underscore, has he gotten too famous for us, Coltrane? Probably, but not quite famous enough to have an entourage. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if he's too famous to be on the black cast, then we should all be part of the Wiltourage at this very moment. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, tick, 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 you know? Come on. <laughs> he's he's only getting older. <laughs> Clocks are ticking. Clocks are ticking, Will. Come on. This is the time. Superman is not immortal. Yeah. Well, isn't he, though? Or no? Well, he, he ages. So wouldn't he eventually have to die? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's true. But he should still be the next Superman. And you know what he should do, actually? Will should play Superman. Like, eventually at some point, if Supergirl lasts, her cousin will have to like come to town and make an appearance. Will should be TV Superman. He's not going to take the role from Henry Cavill or Cavill. Cavill. That guy. Cavalcade. Got it. Yeah. The Cavalcade of Stars. But he could be TV Superman. You know, it's like how the TV Flash won't be the movie Flash. TV Look. Flash is a little bit... I like that show, and I watch it, and it's really interesting because Hawkgirl's about to be on it. Okay. Sashi's on it. That's cool. But, uh, God, he's such a little bitch. The dude who plays Flash. Yeah, no, the dude who plays Flash. The Flash my, in the show is such a bitch. My sister-in-law loves to watch videos of him when he was on Glee, and just she's just like, oh, I just love to watch I Flash sing. That. Yeah, there's lots of musical numbers. That's cool. I Spoiler, guess. he played a gay dude. Oh, really? <laughs> because on Glee? He, a guy on a Glee. gay guy on Glee? Yeah. Whoa! It, it, I loved I, I actually did watch the very first season of Glee. Uh, what? I like watched a bunch of the episodes. I don't know if I saw them all. This was a back when I was in college and had a girlfriend who made me watch this. Kind all right, of shit. well, that, I was going to ask a Blame question. Blame it on the rain, Millie Vanilli. But <laughs> I thought uh, the, the pilot episode of that show was like, I was like, okay, this ain't bad. But God, what, the show right off the bat was such fucking hot garbage. They just recycled the somebody is gay storyline for the first like eight episodes. They're like, this kid's gay. He's going to come out to his dad. Now he's going to date this girl, and then he's going to have to tell her that he's gay. It's like, okay, we get it. There are gay people in high school. Like, move on. Yeah, but that show was set in Ohio, so I don't I don't think it was easy to believe. I don't think there's any gay people in Ohio. Oh, that's oh actually, I know one person. But anyway, <laughs> uh, here we are uh, back on the Blackcast. You know, we had a uh, serious conversation about uh, Paris, although we, we did chuckle a little bit. And we did not have time to talk about another trending topic, which is Charlie Sheen... Announcing on the Today Show that he tested HIV positive. And I have to go with my first reaction, which was my reaction on Twitter and Facebook. I guess Charlie Sheen and I have completely different definitions of hashtag winning. Because, yeah, well, somebody, like a, like a dude who is pretty <laughs> laid back and isn't too stressed out about stuff, a friend of mine wrote on Facebook too soon. I'm like, what? Oh, give me a fucking break. It's not too soon. It's Charlie Sheen. It's, it's He's a cartoon character. Years. Yeah, he's a cartoon character. It was funny to me, and, you know, I got a lot more likes than I got scolded for it, so it was all right. But um, the immediate reaction is... 
Well, that's terrible that uh, somebody is HIV positive. Can't say you're surprised when it's Charlie Sheen and you saw him, you know, traipsing around with the goddesses and, you know, involved with porn stars and all that stuff. But uh, Captain EO, uh, your thoughts when you heard, and by the way, I heard this rumor a couple weeks before. I don't know if it had been out there for longer, but uh, you guys, well, at least Coltrane knows. I know someone who's in the porn industry, and uh, he was asked about it on Facebook. He has a name similar to mine, and he was asked about it, and he's like, oh, I have no idea. But his answer was basically said, like, oh, okay, it must be true. And he didn't say, you know, I'm not saying that he said it was true, but he was just like, I don't have any idea. But if it was, it was like one of those. And I'm like, all right. So and so then when it was announced that he was going to do it and people were like, oh, is that what he's going to say? Or is he going to say that he doesn't have it? I'm like, oh, no, he's not going to say you. You don't get to. Matt Lauer doesn't give you an basically an hour over the course of the show if you don't have HIV. You know, guys, I've got this big announcement. I don't have HIV. So let's talk about this for let's the talk rest about, of the Bladcast. Let's talk. I don't have. Let's it. talk about Major League Four, Matt, which would be amazing, but actually probably be terrible. Yeah. I anyway, uh, sorry, that. I uh, talked over. Uh, I said, uh, "What do you think, uh, Captain Eo?" But let me tell you what I think. Your thoughts when you heard. <laughs> let the, me tell uh, you Shane. what I think. Okay. What do you? Uh, no. Uh, I just wasn't surprised. Y- you can't be. I, I mean, was just kind of like. Uh, Oh, you're telling me that someone who openly admits to doing all sorts of drugs and having sex with probably like the dirtiest girls on the planet. I'm not trying to be judgmental, but like skanks, like full blown super skanks, pros, like professional skanks. How could that be seen as offensive? And they got it's not offensive. It's just risky. STD, like yeah. Oh no! What what a mind blowing thing to happen. I think he maybe only spent three dollars on one of these girls, and you know that's just risky behavior. He has to pay way more than that. (laughs) Yeah, that's true because you know he has money. (laughs) Well, now, (laughs) now it's gonna be. He's not opening his empty wallet. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's that's true. He's not. Um. Coltrane, your thoughts on uh, Charlie Sheen's announcement that he has HIV or he tested positive for HIV? You know, it's I had actually it was probably like three or four days before he announced is when I, I maybe it was a week a week before that I I first started seeing like the reports that, that some Hollywood A lister and this I have to admit this is one of the best parts about Twitter like because some of the some of the clues they gave were not. You know, they sort yeah. of made sense, but not exactly so. Twitter don't fact check, does right. it? No. Yeah. You it, jump it, right on Twitter, like, the first thing that pops up, you can, like, get, like, people's names. Like, and oh, like oh, it's this person, for yeah. sure. And you're like, oh, it's an outrage that there's nude pictures of Jennifer Lawrence, and I've seen them now. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. And so, I'm finished. Scene. Right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. So, maybe yeah. I was. Yeah, so it's, I mean, kind of like pretty much what everyone sort of thinks. It's like you're not, you're only surprised because you don't because it doesn't happen more often or it does you know like you don't hear about this stuff happening more often because there's lots of eh, you know a b c list people in hollywood who you know sort of have like a crazy lifestyle but you don't hear about this happening as much so that i think Lindsay was the only part, paris hilton yeah i mean just off the top of my head without that, even thinking but you know. maybe that's because they don't have to pay 10 million dollars to keep it secret yeah the the hush money secret yeah that's true mil- can you think about the fact that this dude paid out more money in blackmail than I'll probably earn through my entire lifetime? The three of us in our entire lifetimes and our children's lifetime. Yeah. $10 million is it's an insane amount of money. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, Liev's got that much money, you know, buried in the floorboards now. But that's that he... because he takes it in the ass. I felt like yeah, I, listen, I, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Not uh, you know, not knocking that part of it. Any um, so I, I, I am, but was, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. That was the only part that that I think was a little bit surprising is that you just really don't expect to hear someone famous with it. It's just it, it's like weird because no. it just hasn't really happened that much. But again, he, like the amount of partying that guy has done yeah. for as long as he has done it with like all the different sexual partners and everything. It's not. I. It just. You're not surprised by it, and it's which is sort of sad. But I don't know. I mean, I feel bad for for like you know his kids, but I mean, I don't know. Like that whole thing is just yeah, uh, it's it's no, freaky. Look, and, there's always been such a stigma attached to it, which right. obviously because when you first hear of HIV and AIDS. It's associated with the gay lifestyle. I mean, it, AIDS was originally referred to as GRID, and I don't remember what the acronym is, but the G was gay, mm-hmm. you know, and then the, it turned into AIDS is what they referred to it as. So there's that reason. Just because it travels through the blood easiest, and there's a lot of broken blood vessels in homosexual sex. It's not even like a condemnation of the lifestyle. It's just, it's that's just scientifically. It's just scientifically, yeah. And it, that is very risky behavior. So, nobody in Hollywood is going to really own up to it, you know, uh, having had the disease or anything like that. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, I, that was that was so dramatic. Yeah. Let but, me take a dramatic pause. Let me take a dramatic pause. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know I didn't really hit the button right. But anyway, <laughs> in all of world history, there's one famous person that we know is HIV positive. Now, granted, he told us 25 years ago, and he has a chain of movie theaters and uh, even a Friday's named after him. Magic Johnson is the one person that we know is HIV positive that's, you know, that's famous. Other right. people, you know, on that level, like on the Charlie Sheen level. He was already famous before he got it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Magic is is it. You know, you find out people after they died. Sure. Freddie Mercury, Liberace. Yeah, you hear about a lot of people. I Liberace just had a cold, <laughs> and you know what? He really ne- bad also Liberace. He just never found the right girl to settle down with. That's yeah, really true. what it came down to. True, but no one was behind that candelabra. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. <more> like <laughs> I knew that was coming. I, knew I, I, knew I was it. just like, I'm, I'm like, wait. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like wait. He's gonna get there it out there. there. Scott. I knew that was um, that, that's that's Will's impression of the uh, behind the candelabra movie, which is Michael Douglas. You know his character. Uh, so Matt Damon's character's name was Scott, and so he's just always like Scott. But because of the fact that in Ant Man. Michael Douglas was old Ant Man and young Ant Man was Scott. I don't. I, I, I. This is like infuriating that Will's not here to like just do this whole thing right now. Why is he so goddamn famous? Anyway, so anyway, I just you almost said something really bad. Uh, really, I, you know what? It's funny because I kind of think that I know you, what you're going to say. You know so. that. Liev has appeared on the black cast. And by the way, Liev fans, there's a very good chance that he's going to storm into the studio before this hour is over. So stay tuned and um, tell your mothers, my mother, not to listen to once he comes in. But the point that I was trying to make (laughs) is that 
you know, nobody owns up to it just because of the stigma attached to it. And you, look, you understand why. And it, it is it is a dangerous thing for other people for you to be with them. And, you know, I don't know. And you feel like actors will have trouble getting other actors to work with them. And who's, you know, I don't know how many actresses wanted to be in a romantic scene with Charlie Sheen anyway, but now they really don't want to. Well, let me ask you a question. Um, do you feel like Charlie Sheen's image could is really hurt by this? No, see, that's the thing that I was thinking when it happened. It's not worse. I don't know what work he isn't going to get now that he was going to get two weeks ago. And yet... And all of this, I mean, really, really that uh, it was established around the winning and all that shit, which was over four years ago. Yeah. So uh, after he had his fucking meltdown is around when he we he found out about this. I mean, I don't know the exact timeline. Maybe he's saying that he's it, it saying wasn't that the this was after thing. that. That this is like the risky think- business, as it were, happened. You know, that was like a downward spiral. Was the 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 winning and all that stuff. But yeah, so, but it's, so it's like, and yet he felt like it was absolutely, and as we discussed the dollar amount, absolutely imperative that people didn't find out about yeah. this. And the only reason people did find out about this is because he was getting so heavily blackmailed and so many people knew about it that he, they were like, this is coming out. Yeah. So you think about like a, a little bit more of a discreet celebrity, <laughs> basically all other celebrities. Yeah, they could easily also have this disease and never have to come out and never have to admit it because they probably aren't cycling through porn actresses and other things coming in and out of their house and having all their like antivirals just in their fucking medicine cabinet. Like, do I just think that there's probably a lot more people that are suffering from HIV or even full AIDS yeah. uh, that don't talk about it. And I think that's unfortunate, but I, I, as you were talking about the stigma, I think it's, it's obvious why. And, and because it's, I mean, it's a terrifying disease to get obvious, I would think. Uh, yeah, no, no. To get that news, so I, I can't it. imagine. No you don't want to risk it. anywhere like near that. And it's not even because we and, like dislike these people or want to put a stigma on them. It's just, you're fearful no, for your own you, life. You're fear, fearful for your own life is a great way to put it. And look, there's a difference between HIV and AIDS, but I will admit, I don't really know the difference. I know that HIV breaks down your immune system so that you're susceptible to AIDS. I think that's what it is. My understanding is that uh, HIV is the immunovirus, so the virus is like living in your system, right. and then AIDS is acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, so it means that you have the full-blown like immune system is shutting down your t-cells are like evaporating so you won't be able to like fend off any sort of sickness and that's the death sentence right yeah and and i mean I believe that was a very good explanation that was a great explanation because i'm like oh i understand that like you just explained how magic johnson's still alive mm-hmm. you know and you know he i don't know what i was gonna say he's he's not more healthy than when he played but he's you know he's like fatter you know I was so he's, say, you, were, you were saying he's fat yeah that's what i mean by healthy yeah because i was gonna say he's healthier i'm like well that's not what i mean it's the way that like pedro martinez is a lot healthier than when he played if you saw him during the playoffs on tbs you're like whoa pedro went and pulled a shilling all right by the way david ortiz is gonna get even fatter before too long that is going to be a true sight. I know. That's what I'm like. I can't wait to see it. I hope that I, Big Poppy basically eats Pablo Sandoval over the course of the next season. <laughs> and by the end of it, there's just one massive first baseman. That would be fantastic. See, I just Huge feel Poppy. Like, 
I just feel like biggest puppy. I feel like how like I don't feel like he's gonna get huge just because I can't imagine that he does a whole lot of working out right now. No, he, probably, he looks like I he mean, does a lot of cardio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm just saying I just don't like. So yeah, I'm, all all these athletes like they get bigger, but I just don't think that he's gonna get huge because I just I don't imagine that he does a whole lot now. So like yeah, I, good point. I feel like you know. You get up there like he's a DH. Doesn't he have you know? Doesn't even have to like run a whole lot because most of that is just he hits home runs. That's how things work out. Yeah, you know, you're not really right. running it's, there. It's like you're when not we, seeing big poppy sprint. It's like CC when Sabathia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> My <laughs> buddy, uh, this was back when CC was on the Yankees and uh, uh, was actually good. Uh, like oh, 07. This, that one start. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I know the, the first year around oh seven oh eight, whenever it was, and uh, he was he was a sports he was working for some uh, Boston Globe maybe, and he said he was in the in the room, I can't even think of locker room sure. before the game, and it was CC's night to pitch, and this was literally his warm up. He watched Baby Mama, watched some other like random nature documentary, ate fried chicken, didn't stretch, went out to pitch. Look, it, it works. <laughs> Look, there's kinda, guys yeah. that that works for. You know, I I feel like, you know. The Mets were able to use Bartolo, Bartolo Colon out of the bullpen because you look at him and you're like, he's never warm, you know, or we're, he's never not warm because he's got so much, you know, All internal body heat. Yeah, his he's like, nice he's like, nah. like I'm up. good. Yeah, I can, I can pitch the next three I'm days. Lucis, I'm gonna get. Yeah, exactly. This, this is it. This is all I got. Are, are they like the nimble fat guys, like the the Jack Black? Of sports and look, you know what the the Indians are able to get you know able to find both those guys, so they clearly have a type that they look for, you know. <laughs> but anyway, look, we got we got way off the track there. We did we're, a little bit. We, we were bit. talking about Charlie Sheen, and you know we were talking about his you know his meltdown. We referenced one of the things that he talked a lot about during that meltdown was his tiger blood. Clearly, not as strong as he said it was. And I believed everything he said up until that point. I believed the Adonis DNA. I'm sure Coltrane, you did too. Of course. And um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, for him to have tiger blood and still test HIV positive, he was up to some crazy shit. And the thing that Matt Lauer didn't ask him, which I think he should have, hey, was it worth it? You know, wow. all, all the stuff that he did. What if it was? In the moment, you know, the fun that he had. The state that he was in, if you told him, like, hey, you know, you shouldn't do this because you might get HIV, he'd be like, ah, it's all right. Well, I mean, better question. If you could go back then to, like, before this happened and say, look, these are your two options. You can stop yourself right now and you'll be healthy and this, this won't happen to you. Or you can go, like, on a complete rager for the next four years, which you're going to do. I... I'm not sure that, that that his answer would be like, okay, I'm just going to stop everything right now. I'm just saying like that that the lure of the party for him, I feel like might have kept him going there no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I think you're absolutely well, right. I think of it like this. You know that day after you went out and drank a whole lot and like really partied and you feel like you want to die and you're like, why did I ever make these decisions that I've made and like I, my body feels awful. And We're I'm familiar never with never going to do yeah. that again. Yeah. Ah, uh, Sammy, yet, who are you kidding? And yet you will always do that again. You will and always the night do it before, again. before, you're even thinking to yourself, like, oh, I'm going to be real hungover tomorrow. Don't really give a fuck. I guarantee that would be his mindset. Yeah. That's what that's that's the like thing the that I'm thinking. It's like you, 
you literally could have could have like brought it to his attention ahead of time and just said, "Look, these are two options." And I'm just saying that you know, I don't know. Maybe he would. Maybe he would have straightened out at that point. But I'm just saying, I don't know that that the that it was a it'd be a hundred percent. Okay, I'm going to stop now. Like even knowing what the end result was going to be. So he was he was addicted to that lifestyle and. I don't think anything would have stopped him. I think you're right. I don't. I don't think there was anything stopping him. It's like so. the big fat guy who gets told by his doctor, like, if you eat one more pepperoni pizza, you will die. And then he goes home and orders a pepperoni pizza. Like that's yeah. what that's Charlie Sheen's life. Look, some some people just want to go out doing what they love. Yeah. Some people, it's a pepperoni pizza. Some of them, pepperoni in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Not where I was going, but you know what? You earned yourself wow. this. Yeah! By willing to say that. Now, uh, supposedly, uh, Charlie Sheen's ex-wife, Denise Richards, uh, she knew that he was HIV positive for years, so that's good that, you know, he's just like, wants you to know this is happening. Um, the next le- one, Brooke. Le- I was going to say, Les- yeah, well, we- there's three, right? Or is Brie Olson not an ex-wife? She She's wasn't just- an ex She was one of the so, goddesses. Oh, yeah, Brooke Mueller right. is not suing him, but Brie Olson is like, oh, I'm going I'm to get my money. Correct. Yeah, because Brie which Olsen- is something we were talking about about the Duggars is, oh, now I know I can get a lot of money. I have a real problem with this. You know, you know what? I'm oh, sorry, but okay. I, the, you know what I think. Um, if I was her, and obviously I'll never be her uh, because I'm a guy. And hey, also, there's still chance. Yeah, but just do you really want on public record forever and ever to go through a whole long battle about how you are admitting to having sex with Charlie Sheen? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, no. Before I, be, I would, I'm ready to die silently before I would ever admit to <laughs> the equivalent of that in my life. What is the equivalent <laughs> of that in your life? Like, who would that be? Melissa uh, McCarthy? No, because that's just a big person. <laughs> I'm sure she's lovely and she's very know, funny. That, People that like her. Mean, yeah, I was gonna. Um, Courtney I, Love. That's a great example because the only person I could think of is somebody that we all know, a girl by two initials, and I'm like, well, that's not gonna really be relevant to the conversation. Been there, done that. <laughs> no. <sighs> 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 Whatever the reverse bell is, you get that for that. What is going on there? No. I hate myself. Clearly. You should hate yourself. But see, look, that's what you're talking about. The night that you go out, you drink so much, you do something stupid, New you years. wake up and you're like, that's stupid. But that didn't stop you from doing something stupid again somewhere down the road. I hope somewhere else. Well, like, yeah, I've done plenty of stupid things. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've, um, I actually have one stupid thing that I've done that I literally shudder when I think about it. I'm like, oh, God, why? What was his name? <laughs> I'm. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, right. Right. So, anyways, uh, quick side note here. We'll get back, try to get back on. Track. Get back on track there, Coltrane. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. You. Uh, I believe that uh, that Brie Olson is suing because she's saying that he, that he didn't tell her ahead of time. That and he, and had he says that he tells everyone. Right. He's saying that he tells everyone. She's and, saying that that he didn't tell her and. I think that he, yeah, they, he didn't tell her, and and they had unprotected sex. That is that is, I believe, what her yeah. contention is, and that's now, why she's suing him. Whereas some of the other people, 
were just suing him, or they were just trying getting blackmailed because they didn't they he he didn't want everyone to know. Right. So that one's different. But there was there is like a form, like a non disclosure form that he was having everyone sign that was coming to his house and like for all the parties and stuff. So some of those people I think are gonna have a hard time trying to like actually sue him now and say, Oh, he didn't tell us because there were these specific non disclosures and right. I believe they were actually given out to the sex partners as well, well. When it comes to Brie Olson, here's how you know whether or not she knew that he was HIV positive. Did she blackmail him? Because if the answer is no, she didn't blackmail him, then she probably didn't know. Because if she knew, she would have looked to get paid up front, not after the fact. What were you going to say, Captain EO? Uh, I was just going to say, I just feel like... He, he probably did tell a lot of people if he's having them sign non-disclosures. And he basically was like, he had the antivirals just in his medicine cabinet. So just people coming over casually could easily have put two and two together if they were aware of that kind of stuff. And I know one of the stories he said was that um, it was one of these porn stars or hookers or whatever it was, took a picture yeah. with her phone of the bottle and that was her what she used for blackmail. So it's like... I don't know. I I, I kind of I, I tend to believe somebody when they're saying like I didn't know about this and like put my life in danger. Yeah. If you're going to go through the whole public spectacle of this because if this can blow back on her in any way, she's going to look like a blow. huge piece of shit because yeah. like now you're not I mean, not that I'm like sympathetic to Charlie Sheen, but now you're coming after a dude with HIV like Yeah. It doesn't get much lower than that. And what is with keeping the pills there in the bathroom? I mean, we all know that Liev keeps his genital warts cream, you know, sort of like way in the back, you know, the closet down the hall. He keeps a lot of things in the closet actually. Hey but <laughs> But Charlie Sheen's is like, eh, whatever. Well, again, this is I'm just trying to piece together the parts that I, I'm not 100% positive, but I think my understanding of it is he was he was having people that came to his house give up their phones when they came in. So the person who took the picture, like, they hid their phone, and they so that's how they, they went in and took the picture. Uh, he had told her she was done, like he was done with her. They weren't going to see each other anymore. She had, was supposedly dropping off all this health food he went uh, and bought with her or whatever. And she was, like, supposed to be done. So I think she, like, snuck off and was like, I got to pee real quick. Yeah, because there, cause there was the whole, like, I think that, I think it was every, like, he was telling people. I don't know. I, I don't know if he told everyone or not. But he was telling people. But everyone who came to his house for a party. Had to give up had his to, cell phone. And were signing non-disclosure forms. So, so I think that, you like, it's it is sort of easy for me to believe that. You know, someone was just a dirtbag and knew he was trying to hide it. So if they were able to like sneak their phone in and take the pictures, they could because it doesn't, it didn't. If you're signing non disclosures, then clearly he knows that people can find out what's going on, both with like his partying and the fact that he's trying to hide this. So yeah. I don't think like him having the his all of his medication like in, in the bathroom makes sense to me, but it also makes sense that someone knew it was there and then they knew that he didn't want anyone to know. So they blackmail them because if you have a picture, it's like, yeah, I signed a non-disclosure, but what are you going to do? Send me to jail? Like yeah. your it, your secret will be out, and I think he was trying to protect that secret. So I think that's why, he, like, 
that whole blackmail yeah. situation Se- came out. Setting up a ruse where you come back into the house and you have your cell phone and you're able to go take the picture, you know what you call that? Winning. What Ooh. were you going to say, Captain? Uh, I just I didn't know if we had mentioned the only reason he came out with this is because the Inquirer was going to a, run a story, yeah, like, exposing him. He was and about he's also, to be exposed. I mean, he hasn't like run yeah. out of money, but he also apparently doesn't. Ha- he can't afford all the blackmail anymore. But yes, well, the, ten the, million dollars over four years, yeah, two point five million dollars a year. That's not that's, anger management money. Not, you know, look, he made a ton. He made a shit ton of money on Two and a Half Men, but let's just say. Maybe he didn't live the most frugal lifestyle, you right? Know? I mean, like he, like there's, like he's talked about spending like you know thirty grand on like hookers to come to his parties and stuff. So if you're talking about like him spending money on like the people that were coming, plus spending money coming. on, <laughs> sorry, I'm the, you know it's all right. It works plus, both ways, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Plus, like all like the you know the drug use and everything. I mean, you can blow a lot of money. Blow. <laughs> really quickly with that, you know. So it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that he went through a ton of money. Plus the you know with the blackmail just and like if you took out the ten million dollars in blackmail, the amount it doesn't surprise me that he could go through ten million dollars like with that lifestyle he was leaving leading. So that doesn't really surprise me. So plus, as far as like his money goes, child yeah. Child support. Dude's got five, four or five kids. Five, five kids. So you think yeah. child support and that isn't that usually like a percentage of your earnings? I think so that's, that's how probably it works. out the yeah. ass for those. Yep. Yeah. He's just which hemorrhaging is, money. He's hemorrhaging money out the ass, which the problem is probably. <laughs> See, sometimes it's funnier when you just don't say it. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're awful. What? Awful you are. Awful. See, here's the thing. I've I've talked about winning. I, I've talked about the tiger blood. This guy, see, I guess that's what it really comes down to. It's like, it's hard to feel bad because this is a cartoon character. This isn't a real person, Charlie Sheen. He's. It's so hard to imagine him being devastated by this. He's just like, well, fuck, I'm spending too much money and the Inquirer is going to print a story. But he knows he's going to come out winning after all of this. Charlie Sheen's probably not that upset. I mean, I, I mean, Martin Sheen is probably furious and, you know, has been for at least the last 10 years. Emilio Estevez. Emilio keeps it as Estevez. <laughs> yeah. He's smart. <laughs> oh, poor bastard. But anyway. Poor bastard. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it is just one of those things that you're, again, not surprised because of his lifestyle. Not I, you surprised. Just, you do feel bad just... For whatever reason, there just is that stigma with with HIV. So there is, even though he was living that lifestyle, you still just kind of feel awful about it. Yeah. I and I just I don't know the fact that people would blackmail him over that. I understand that that's pe- what people yeah. do because people are scummy and sure. they'll do that shit. But I don't know. I just I think that's that's a pretty significant low. Yeah. No. Look, now look. if he if he was if he honestly was not telling people like if there were people that he didn't tell. Then no, that's, that's a fucked story. up. That's a, the, if, totally if that's proven, me. it's a completely different right. circumstance. Black and look, like legitimately, murder, yeah, exactly. And I think you can actually be charged with homicide in some states if you willingly do that. At manslaughter, at the very least. Yeah. You can get manslaughter for stealing a stop sign. If somebody crashes and uh, dies because of that, you can get manslaughter. Note to self, put back that stop sign that I stole on the way to the studio. Whoops. But Oops. look, the thing is, 
you feel you can feel bad for a person. You can feel empathy that this is a human being going through this stuff. Even though I say I think of him as a cartoon character, but I don't ever want to live in a world where I can't make jokes about Charlie Sheen. It, it, Charlie Sheen is that is a world that's not worth living. in. It is a world that's not worth living in, and and you know, just writing on Facebook that he has a different different definition of winning than I do, and like that's not that that's not that bad, but too soon i'm like what this is like from the least too soon guy that i know and i'm like really now really if you would if your your tweet had been i really don't want that adonis dna then you see yeah. that word that would make a little more like well maybe he could use some more of that adonis dna now you know something but no it wasn't any of that i don't know well i think uh, tiger blood means something much different than i thought it. yeah did. it's clearly maybe maybe the maybe the problem is is that he has tiger woods blood Oh no, Tiger! <laughs> wow, Liev, way, so. way to go, Liev! No, no. Does that mean that Lindsey Vaughn has it too? <laughs> uh, well, it, it definitely Didn't means. You know, I worked with three Liev. It definitely means that uh, that Perkins waitress has it. Look, anyway, that's <laughs> what. That's my favorite part of the story <laughs> is that he's like Tiger Woods, and he's like, yeah, but this Perkins waitress is hot. <laughs> And if anybody's ever been to a Perkins family restaurant, which we used to call Perkins Pancakes, you know the waitresses there, uh, top notch. These are the these are the gals who uh, had trouble getting hired at Waffle House. But anyway, I want to know what you think, America. Uh, tweet us at Blackcast. Uh, you can like the Blackcast on Facebook. Another big story that we didn't get to last time was the Virginia fraternity that has sued Rolling Stone magazine over their alleged. Now disproven rape story, the Phi Kappa Psi University of Virginia chapter sued Rolling Stone magazine for $25 million in damages over a discredited article about a 2012 gang rape at the fraternity. And it's a defamation lawsuit against Rolling Stone and the writer... Sabrina Erdely, which is not a name that I've seen very often because I would remember such a weirdly spelled name. And these people should be sued. And I hope that uh, they're able to get all that money because for all of the stories of actual rapes that happen that, that don't get reported and, you know, when somebody does come forward and is very brave, some bullshit like this really marginalizes that. And you're just like, oh, great. So now that's going to be that much harder to get some, you know, if this same thing, if what was reported in this story actually happened somewhere down the road, it'll be very easy to be like, yeah, but you know, this is just like that Rolling Stone article. You would now have the precedent of like, oh yeah, fuck, fuck that. You know, we don't, we don't have to actually answer for this because uh, people make up stuff like this. So I think it's good that Rolling Stone is being challenged over this. Uh, Coltrane, this is an issue that we have talked about before, but uh, now with the lawsuit being filed, your thoughts on this? I mean, I still have not forgiven Rolling Stone for the uh, Boston Bomber Boston Bomber. That's still, t- I mean, that's, that's yeah, still, that's still I agree. this day bugs me. Thousand so percent. I, so I'm with you. I think that they deserve to be sued for this. There, There are enough horrible stories of college rape that you didn't have to make this one up. And there are probably stories that are worse than the, than this story was that are that are real. So the fact that they made this one up, I just think it's 
it is an awful thing to do. You like you, to accuse someone of doing that because, like you said, it does take away from actual cases. It ta- it it puts a stigma out there, and it makes victims not want to come forward. So Rolling Stone should have to pay for that. They did this to themselves. They discredited themselves. They they did a disservice to actual victims. So they deserve to be punished. Although I would also say that bare minimum for me, I would say that if they if the the fraternity wins, they should donate at least half of the money to like some kind of rape victim center because no, I that's think a that great that point. Would, yeah, I think that would sort of help bring the bring the point home that you know this is an awful thing. That you know these people, the the fraternity guys, like they were affected by it, so they do deserve to get some compensation. But you know, let some of that money go to some actual victims because that would be helpful. That'd be like the one good thing to come out of the whole thing. No, I, I absolutely agree, uh, Captain. Here, you have any thoughts on this? Nah, that that made perfect sense. <laughs> I know that was like really uh, well put. I know. I'm glad. I'm Thank glad. I, I'm glad I let him go first. <laughs> 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 no, and look, it, it's a great point, and I, it's so funny because I hadn't even. It was not. I don't know. Funny is always a weird term to use about any kind of story in the news, but it's interesting because I hadn't even thought about. Yeah, if they win all that money. They certainly should donate some sizable amount of it right? because that helps make the narrative 100% Rolling Stone, you suck. Mm-hmm. Well, and- if your issue is defamation, what better way to completely flip it on its head by then, then by taking all of that money or portion of it, whatever, and using it right. Yeah, right. <laughs> using it for some sort of good. I think, <clears throat> I don't know, like... Oh, God. It's just so unfortunate that this kind of topic and and this exact issue of of rape versus not actual rape, like just rape accusations that are false, that's just the worst. It's, it's, I don't want to say that it's as bad as rape because it's, no, it's, yeah, they're on different scales. It's a completely different scale, sure. But it's, but it's just like you're, you're making it so much worse for so many people. And like, just to even be accused of rape, like as a guy, if I was ever accused of rape, that would destroy me. Like that yeah. would truly destroy me just because for it to even happen, like, uh, okay, assuming that I didn't actually rape somebody. That's the assumption we yeah, were working obviously, with. Yeah. Well, obviously going off of I didn't rape somebody, but I'm accused of it. Right. That kills me inside because like one, then I'm going to like, for, uh, me personally, I'm going to question myself. I'm going to be like wait what did i do yeah like okay especially if we actually like had sex i'm gonna be like oh god what wait i don't remember it that way like am i really this, am i this did i misinterpret the situation this kind of sure stuff? then you're gonna go through you gotta live with that the rest of your life uh if if you do get convicted of this you're gonna serve like a horrible penalty for a horrible horribly violent crime that you didn't commit and it it doesn't delegitimize other accusations but it, it it makes it harder to take them all at face value because you have to be like, well, what do you have to gain by making this accusation? And that's a horrible place to start. Nobody who's ever a victim of rape should ever be questioned. Like, if you're an actual victim of rape, you should never be like, well, what do you have to gain from this? Do you, Is this real? Did this really happen? And that's what these false accusers are creating. That's the world they are creating for people who are actual victims of this. And shame on you because that's you. You're you're ruining the world. 
Like not to that. I mean, that's over dramatic, but but it's not. No, but it's yeah. a it's an it, it's not over dramatic because it, it, you know it, you're not saying it is the only thing wrong in the world. You're saying it's ruining a, a world that it you know hey it's a good world and then bad shit like this is happening and detracting from that. Uh, were you about to say something, Coltrane? You're just agreeing with the. I was. Uh, I was in fact just agreeing. All right, excellent. Anyway, we'll move on past that. We but all uh, agree. we'll all, everybody agrees. There's a ding for you. There's a ding for you. There's a ding for you. Oh. Uh, we move on because uh, Thanksgiving is upon us, and uh, it's it's a little corny, possibly, but uh, thought we'd go around and uh, see what people are thankful about this year. You can talk about Thanksgiving traditions or even plans for this year. Uh, I will uh, talk about. That, of course, there's many things to be thankful for in my life. I'm, uh, of course, thankful for my Blackcast guys for coming around and doing the podcast. And well, nobody uh... nobody ever gets paid except for sometimes in beer. <laughs> you know, so that's a form of payment. But, you know, it's a good form. not this time, though. But, uh, obviously, uh, there's, you know... Uh, my... Can I take my beer money and chip witches going forward? <laughs> going forward, that may actually be something that we can work out. Uh, obviously, thankful for my wonderful wife and thankful, of course, for this being the first Thanksgiving that I'm having with the amazing Felix Blatt, who uh, just continues to be a delight each and every day. He gets a little bit bigger, and when I look at pictures from a month ago, I'm like, that's not the same kid. When's that kid going to start carrying his weight? Just saying, you know. You know, uh, he, he eats and sleeps, eats and sleeps. I'm I, just saying. You I want to be. I want to the household. Look, we can all be part of the Felix Taraj <laughs> as well as the Will Taraj. As soon as I get him, you know, in one of those Baby Geniuses movies or, no, or an E Trade commercial or something. But Shankapotamus. Uh, <laughs> Shankapotamus. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that you know, and uh, this is now the twelfth Thanksgiving that I've uh, spent in Los Angeles. Only the first one did I not know my first wife. So what I always get Thanksgiving-wise is uh, we have Thanksgiving at my wife's family down in Orange County. It's uh, like a regular white people Thanksgiving. But there's a couple of extra side dishes of sticky rice and my wife makes wontons. And so, you know, there's it's like white it's like white people Thanksgiving and then some. And then we have a second Thanksgiving on Friday at her grandmother's house. So uh, it's uh, it, that's plenty to be thankful for all the food I'm going to eat. But uh, Coltrane, uh, any thoughts on thankfulness, uh, Thanksgiving traditions this year, past years? What would you like to say about Turkey Day? I, uh, there's a, I don't know, Thanksgiving's always like a weird one, because especially out here, yeah, it has always been kind of weird, because sometimes everyone's getting together, and then sometimes everyone's gone, so you just, I don't know, like there have been Thanksgivings out here where I really haven't ended up doing anything, so I would- You I go would, to Boston Market with Liev? You ever do that? I have not. <laughs> See, well, you know what, that would be much sadder than being at home and eating a turkey pot mm. pie. I was going to say, I would not be thankful then, so there would be that. <laughs> so be thankful that you're not doing that. You know, so it's little things. But I will say that I am, uh, I am in fact thankful for one thing. There is one thing above all else that I will always be thankful for, and that is that I am a fan- of the GLA, the greatest living American, <laughs> one Thomas Brady. Tom fucking Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady Boom. threw a turkey back in time to the Pilgrim days, <laughs> and that's how the first Thanksgiving turkey was made. Just saying. GLA Tom Brady. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on Tom fucking Brady. 
Mm-hmm. Just saying. Uh, Captain EO, your thoughts, uh, anything you're thankful about or anything you want to say about Thanksgiving? Uh, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my life right now. I'm, uh, you know, everything's not perfect, but I found that as I continue my life in LA, it just keeps getting better. And it's like, it's, it's kind of awesome growing up and seeing how you can shape the world around you. If you like put the effort in and all those things, not to get too gay about this, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just thankful for, for my life right now. Uh, I'm thankful for all my friends and, uh, getting to meet. Wait, even, even Liev, you're thankful for him too. Sometimes, uh, getting to be, Hey, I'm thankful for him for what I was about to say, which is getting to meet and become a part of this amazing crew. You wouldn't know us if he hadn't, uh, ditched us to go country. Yeah. So that's true. Become cowboy Dave. And, um, I'm thankful for El Nino because I have bought my season pass and I'm going to ski out the ass all season long. Where so, do you go to uh, to ski? You go to I Mammoth. Have, or? I have uh, my passes for Mammoth, Big Bear, Snow Summit, and June. Wait, you can get one pass for all those places. California pass. <sighs> That's pretty sweet. It is dope, and uh, I'm super psyched. I'm actually thinking I'm going to use it this weekend for the first time. Yeah, get the, that the, going. The, the snow's already going. Thankful for Tom Brady. I am thankful <laughs> for. Hey, Coltrane already said that. No, I'm just. Doesn't kidding. matter. He's hey, the GLA. I'm double thankful for it. I'm thankful for. You know who I'm becoming thankful for? Malcolm Butler. What a stud, right? True that. Knocking the hand right out of Odell Beckham's hands. Like, ah, preserve that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, I'm just. Um, what else am I thankful for? Yeah, that's it. I'm I'm not necessarily thankful for uh, Tom Brady. I'm not saying that I, I'm a, a fan of the Patriots, but considering the circumstances in the off season, I am actually very thankful because of how unpleasant it is for Roger Goodell that the Patriots keep winning. And if this would be the year that they went undefeated, it'll be so much better than the year that they almost went undefeated because this is the year of like. Oh yeah, this is the year you tried to suspend the guy for four games, and you couldn't, and then he just never lost. So fuck God, you. It would be such yeah. Beautiful. Look, I love that narrative. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, and and and, and as Goodell is handing him the MVP trophy, exactly. <laughs> just be like, yeah, fuck me. Yeah, I and then f- and then like just out of spite, Brady would bang Jane Skinner. You know, just because. I think Giselle would be on board with that. Yeah, she just she'd understand. It's like, oh yeah, you should hate fuck the commissioner's wife. Yeah. I I just think it would be even better. Like the what I would love out of this the most would be for Roger Goodell to be about to hand Tom Brady the MVP trophy and then Tom just not like take it from him. Just like not just not even just like nope. And just like he's <laughs> yeah, got his attorney like, with him, he like whispers in his and, ear, and, he, and then the attorney yeah, takes Don't be the a no show, but just stand there with your arms folded and like, nope. Ex- yeah. <laughs> and then Goodell's yeah. just like trying to place it yeah. in his folded <laughs> arms. Oh my yeah, God. Okay. That uh, would be amazing. I'm just going to leave this here and. Okay. <laughs> and oh, scene. That would be so good. Well, so it's, it's something to look forward to, and we'll, we'll see how all that goes. Uh, something uh, as, as we reach close to the end of the black cast something that I, I have to say i'm not thankful for uh in terms of uh selfish black cast reasons and uh having a good guy around uh our pal coltrane 
is uh, you're leaving Los Angeles. You'll be uh, heading back east and going to Boston uh, somewhere at the end of the year. This is correct. True. That is a true statement, my friend. And, you know, uh, we hope that uh, it all goes great and it works out well for you and that next year at this time you're like, what I'm thankful for is that I came back to Boston because... You know, now I roll with Brady and we go out on weekends and fucking oh fucking Gronk is with us, you know? Holy shit. Yeah. Dude, right? <laughs> I will move right back <laughs> with you if you start doing that. Yeah, I'm going re- back to re- re- retired Big Poppy hangs out with us oh too, you know? Dude, if I could hang out with Big Poppy and Gronk and Tom <laughs> Brady and just like go out on Boston yep. one night, one night, unlimited funds, yeah. <laughs> I would fuck. I would do anything <laughs> for that. Oh, that would be so phenomenal. Yeah, and so we hope that that's uh, what's in store for you. But uh, obviously, uh, we have uh, appreciated getting to know you. I've known you for a long time now. I've known you True. since 2008, yes. I think. Yeah. So I can't do the math. That's, what is that, seven? Is that seven years? Oh. That's a lot of. There's a yeah, and, actually like right around now. Is it, is it yeah, because it's after years? the election. Yeah, and uh, that, there's a there's a lot of black cast time. There've been a lot of drink tickets at the whiskey <laughs> since then, and it's uh, it's been great having you around. Now, don't think that this means that you will no longer be a contributor to the black cast. Oh, no, I, listen, I I will still have your number. Yeah, and uh, you know we'll, we'll get it. One we'll, a.m. calls. Yeah, you'll get the one a.m. call of uh, you know. Hey, I'll be like, what's going on on Lansdowne Street right now? <laughs> well, Pot- I did. It's pa- perfect. Fucking parties. It's not like I have anything that's like lined up. It's just that I have family back there, which is why sure. I'm going back. Like I don't have like any sort of set like job or anything, any set schedule. So yeah, I mean, you call me at one o'clock in the morning. It's like, yeah, so what? I'll yeah. be there. Yeah, one you o'clock know? in the morning. Will and I want to know what you think about Peter Capaldi and the Christmas special. You know, you're gonna you'll, you'll be all right. You, yeah, I, I do hope they have like a you know they do something good with the Christmas special this year. You know. I like Doctor Who. What can I say? What, what can you say? <laughs> You're the black guy who likes Doctor Who. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the team no, wh- dog. I was gonna say it's you. It's it's you and you and Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you, buddy. I love it. <laughs> That'll I still be- love this song. It's amazing. Even Papelbon couldn't ruin this song. It's no, still a great song. No one can ruin this song, yeah, especially because the movie that it's affiliated with is just so good. Oh, you mean the Departed? The Wicked Departed. The Wicked Departed. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we uh, we'll have a big send off for our pal Coltrane. So if anybody has uh, Coltrane memories, because there have been some good ones on the Blackcast. And uh, you can uh, tweet us at Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Like us on Facebook. We're The Blackcast. And you can also Gmail us, Blackcast at Gmail. But I'm not going to lie. I don't check that very often, so you should use the other things. <laughs> because somebody might have a great Coltrane memory, and I'm just going to forget to check it. And then I'll be like, oh, so remember how Coltrane left like two months ago? Well, I found this. But it would give us an excuse to call you. <laughs> but uh, so uh, don't worry. There will be more Coltrane. Yes. But, uh, only I'm, not, a- I'm not disassociating from You're, the show. No. Come on, ride the train. <laughs> <laughs> the Coltrane. <laughs> but the uh, in-studio Coltrane. Uh, yes. We still have a couple more of those, so uh, we'll have a, a send off. But uh, you'll you'll still be our our New England contributor. Yes, know? but you and I really will be on assignment all the time. You will be on assignment all the time, really? but you but somehow you're not going to be able to drive up the five to uh, San Francisco or wherever the Super Bowl is going to be and go with Jeff. 
Well, I mean, listen, you know that that's still something that can be worked out. I mean, yeah, I was going to say it's that, not it's not like I can't come back to. That's LA a good anything, point too. You know? So yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, there'll be there, look, there'll be a new season, of world's greatest tribute bands at some point. So you know, you, there's another reason to come back after the Super Bowl. True, true. but uh, anyway, so uh, we will we will miss Coltrane, but we won't miss him entirely because he'll still be with us. A little bit of Coltrane will be in all of our hearts.